What's the best way to handle racists on Facebook? Ever been burned Scalia style? Do you need a 21st century abortion? How much kick-ass Mario Brothers stuff can get stuffed into one podcast? Or how about chicken fucking? A funeral for a cat? How much does Twitter love to shit on E.L. James? And can we ever have enough Shia LaBeouf? Figure it out on the Lost at Home podcast. Jeremiah Johnson. Now you're just kind of pissed that I didn't talk about you losing your shitty job. By the way, I didn't actually lose my job. I just wanted to sound more interesting to you. So that tangent was welcomed. It okay. was actually welcomed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what's all, what else is welcomed? You know what else is welcomed? No, Our sure. listeners. Welcome. Welcome to the Lost and Home Podcast. Yeah, sure. Welcome back for another week. Uh, we hope you loved, absolutely loved last week's interview with Dan Harmon, creator of Community and Rick and Morty. Loved it. We uh we're pretty proud of ourselves for uh Pat ourselves managing in the back. to uh to get that interview and to I think we nailed it. I think it was pretty good. I think it's good. I, I think Dan Harmon nailed it. I think that scoop was pretty awesome too. I mean, he did drop on our show a little bit of information and maybe yep. he didn't want to, but season three of Rick and Morty, it's in the works. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't necessarily think we were supposed to be the people to break that worldwide, but we did. Yep. And I'm not going to apologize because if he didn't want it to air, he probably could have emailed me and said, hey, well, no, I mean, Scott, we, we, my best friend in the world and <laughs> yeah, co-writer right. of Future Season 7 Community. Not uh, now. Scott, I, I need to talk to you about that thing I said in the show about Rick and Morty Season 3. I don't I don't think you guys should air it. No, I mean, the way that I read it is that he, he was kind of making a joke about covering it up on the air. So it sounded like it wasn't that big of an issue. We didn't, you know, go out and try to blab it out to the world like that so it's a matter of uh him you know i i think uh, i we've asked ahead of time if there's anything we shouldn't asked about so um so we're good i, I, I think we're good and it was it was a it was a darn good uh darn good interview so it was and if you're uh if you're a new listener who's coming back this week from that episode going huh what else these guys got do they have something i might be interested in listening to are they gonna make it into my podcast roster do i have room i'm back five episodes on comedy bang bang I'm up to date on Harmontown, and I hear the Mystery Show podcast is pretty nifty. What do these guys have? I like you just told everybody to listen to like 10 other podcasts before we ever got People were like, oh, fuck this one, click. <laughs> <laughs> Those all sound way better. <laughs> well, if you're deciding to stick with us, we've got a few reasons for you to listen. And this week is kind of a sampler episode. We're going to be doing a short version of each of our normal reoccurring bits. Normally, web droppings is a yeah. big part of the show. Well, you know, a couple. We, we don't. We're not touching Discussion. every single one, but like some of our our bigger hits, we're gonna we're gonna toss out there because we ended up 
getting these shows like organically, originally thinking, oh, these are going to be web droppings. Those of you that listen know we do web droppings. It's kind of the big part of our show. It's like a what the we realized, segment of the show. Like we the realized really there, we, there was like actually a bunch of stuff where uh, we were like, oh, actually this could go into this segment. And we were like, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. And then we decided, yeah, we're going to do that. So that's how a show is made. Except for uh, thumbs. One of the only other characteristics that separates us from the animals is our ability to categorize things. Yeah. It's almost an inane ability we're born with where everything we look at, interact with, touch, feel, see, hear, we have to break down into simple categories to fit into our own logical, you know, brains. Yeah. Um, so we broke our show into categories after probably the first 15 episodes we started with a few. And in this one, you're going to learn how our show works by going through our categories. I believe this week we're going to start with a discussion, move into 25-25. From there, we're going to do web droppings hit upon a hero prize, and then end the show with an AV club. And then and go out on a song like we always do. And that's the format. Um, so, yeah. Those segments are not set in stone. Each week when you tune in, you will see different ones. There are about six, I think, that we're not hitting on this week. And mm-hmm. from time to time, we invent other new ones. Yeah, like every, we'll figure out that like we've talked about the same thing. For instance, Floridians last year, uh, which we don't have today, but... Uh, Last year, we decided when we started the podcast, we were never going to do a Florida segment. And then we realized it was way too difficult to not do a Florida segment. So we decided to do a Florida segment as of January 1st this year or somewhere thereabouts anyway. Exactly. So, um, you know, so every once in a while, we'll come up with some, you know, I actually think there's a pooping segment now just because of how many pooping stories we've got. Um you know, Kickstarter segments. These you won't necessarily be hearing today, but they're good ones to, you know, uh, as a reason to come back and check us out. Yep. Some more. Also, uh, since you may be a new listener, we might as well throw out all of our deets. Um, go to iTunes and subscribe to our show. And while there, if you're already a listener uh, or you just love the show after subscribing, leave us a five-star review. Uh, we read them on air, and we would love to hear from you and know what you like about the show. Uh, also, uh, go to Twitter and you can find myself at the Lost at Home and uh, Jer. Find me at Sonic Jalopy. And you can and also find our uh, our Australian correspondent Bruce Bruce Moran. Oh, d- Dingo Bruce, Droppings. That's something we can do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe Christopher Ball, our uh, our uh, key programmer uh, and uh, flautist, uh, yeah. he can be found at Irish on Fire. Mm-hmm. So. Um, from that point on, I would also like to touch upon something that we started last week. We have a now working relationship with another podcast. Uh, the podcast is In Session Film Podcast. And from this point forward, you've probably already seen this on our website. They will be posting movie reviews twice a week along with links to their podcast, which have further in-depth reviews. They're a podcast that we listen to and love and we support and we would like you to go and listen to them as well. And if you would go to our website, you can read reviews by them along with other information on films, uh, both blockbuster and indie. So um, definitely support the show. We do. And uh, yeah, I guess moving on from there, um, Jer, this past weekend, uh, the weekend before, the weekend before that, and the weekend before that, I believe you've just been living in tents listening to hippies play music. Yeah, essentially. Now, I've, I've actually been, most of the time I've been going to some decent shows, and actually even the some, ones... Some with walls and roofs. Exactly. Those I absolutely prefer, but uh, I went to, and I already talked about it on the show once, um, at the beginning of June, I believe it was, I went to Mountain Jam, which was great because I saw... Uh, the Black Keys, Robert Plant, Alabama Shakes, all these other good bands uh, play there. 
Um, so that one wasn't as much about uh, watching hippies play music as it was being surrounded by hippies on a hillside. And actually, even that was kind of 50-50. It was like half hippies. It wasn't as much of like, say, when you go to like a fish show or something, which I generally am not caught dead at. I totally would have like tried to fashion like a cosplay suit of armor, just bars of soap every inch of me, like chain mail. Yeah. And just run through the crowd like the Hulk in Avengers 2, just bashing down those Ultron robots. Oh, God. But just make, just pile my way through those hippies because you know they'll sense you coming and part like the Red Sea. It'll just be like a wave like in World War Z of the zombie ant creatures just falling. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I mean, some people might actually attract to you because there are people like me who go to these festivals very seldom, but that would love... To fucking shower, and actually, Mountain Jam did it right. They they had like it was like five bucks, but you could get like a hot shower. Like oh wow, spend so um so well you know they it was they've got like amenities like around. So there's nine hippies standing over a small wooden structure just pissing. At you. <laughs> we we were actually wondering how I, I didn't actually use it because I was like I just did kind of like the horse bath in my shower. I mean in, in my tent where I would be like you know uh, splash a little water here, take some. I came prepared with some soap and some wipes and all this kind of stuff, you know, uh, sanitizer shit, whatever. Not sanitizer shit, but... <laughs> that, that sounds <laughs> like a misappropriated <laughs> product. Um, but the thing that... Okay, so Bow Jam was fun, uh, and, and so I decided to do, like, there was a Vermont festival that was recently happened called Friendly Gathering in uh southern part of Vermont in Wyndham area, and um, that was a little bit more, like, what I was used to and generally despised. Now, I'm not saying I didn't have a good time. Um, I was slated originally to stay for the two nights of the festival. Stayed for one. Next day it was supposed to rain. We ended up going home early. I was kind of glad about that because it was about all I could do to, to stay on this mountainside. And that was more of the hippie jam band kind of scene going on. And the problem I have with that a lot is that I don't know when the last time... Uh, you know, you've ever been to like a music festival or any it was of those a camping long things. time ago. I realized the reason that I think for most people it is because I'm pretty sure like for me, it was kind of in my early to mid twenties, maybe. And I realized oh, early for I, me, probably 19. And I realized why, uh, that happened is because, uh, I think that's generally when people stop because the vast majority of, okay, at Mountain Jam, there was a pretty broad selection of people. There, you know, Robert Plant was playing people like that. It was, it was a different group, but this one is like pretty much. 18 to 22 year olds on ketamine and molly on a hillside uh intense you can imagine uh it was not exactly the most comfortable situation to be in and you I, good thing is, is i got a lot of good like notes that i'm probably going to start posting here and there as like my uh adult's guide to surviving a festival also the way to survive festivals now in the future is i'm never going to one ever again um you know, uh, that's too bad. No, no, okay. No, I'm going to festivals. I'm never camping at a festival again. I'm a grown-up. I'll get a fucking hotel room or something. I don't necessarily need to uh, bunk with a bunch of 19-year-olds, in other words. Um, it's uh, So this was... Uh, I think what this is going to turn into is kind of my <laughs> my music review of a band. Are you? What do you think of, uh, of jam bands? I hate them with a passion. Okay. Um, okay, now to imagine that. And have you ever heard of this band called Twiddle? Nope, sounds like fish. Okay. 
here's the thing. Because uh, you said jam band Twiddle, and now Twiddle the name is, sounds stupid. And, and, and now Twiddle is uh, a Vermont-based band. And oh, twiddle-dee-dee, twiddle-dee-doo, I'm going to play my didgeridoo. Would have fucking loved it if that was Twiddle. <laughs> I would have been okay if that was Twiddle. Okay. And he actually uses a didgeridoo as a violin <laughs> I would have loved it. Bow. <laughs> I would have loved it. This is, um okay, I went, I'm probably going to offend maybe, I don't know, some people who maybe like Twiddle out there. Twiddle is big in the jam band scene. They're definitely huge in Vermont. They're what people called, people would be like, no, man, they're the next fish. If you know me, the way to make sure I never listen to a band is by relating them to fish ever. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so, but they're actually kind of big nationally on the jam band scene. People are like, if you can get a ticket to their show, it's a big deal. So this festival is kind of all about them. They played like seven times, like during the two days. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay. And everybody's like, yeah, twiddle. So I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe they're talented or something. And it was the most abysmal fucking music raping I have ever heard. Mother Music was crying out. Just, it was, oh. Okay, so the, the, I, twiddle sounds like music got food poisoning. And it's trying to vomit Dave Matthews Band and shit fish at the same time. That is Twiddle. Uh, it sounds wow. like it sounds like Primus had a stroke. I, I love these. I love these descriptions because you're actually using bands minus fish that aren't the worst bands on earth. Like yeah, Dave no, Matthews Band isn't no, the worst. And that's band. what because the guy kind of does a little bit. Don't he kind of sings a little bit this. But so it's like he's kind of trying to puke up that Dave Matthews. And then like out the end, he's, they're shitting out like the. The nonsensical, just bashing hands on instruments uh, that Fish does, yeah. like, oh, we're we're jamming because we're playing six songs at the same time. Um, I got really angry at <laughs> Twiddle, but couldn't say anything about it uh, while I was on the mountain because it was kind of Twiddle fest, and I didn't want a bunch of nineteen-year-olds getting too angry at me. Um, so I had to keep it inside, and I kept this nice little notebook. So most of my thoughts on music festivals turned into me just shitting out this uh absolute hatred for twiddle um i got a good a lot of good notes out of it and i think i actually might create some spoofy things about jam bands and festivals that some people might appreciate some of you out there if you like twiddle you may not have uh, appreciated my assessment of them but it's actually actually spot on i feel like it really feels like music had food poisoning or like um if if music was a bar like that you drink at and you go in and all the music are like on different taps like all these styles and genres like and then there's that drip tray underneath that catches all the overflow and like the foam and all the you know this stuff and you're like oh maybe i'll try some of that you know combination of all the different beers out there or something like that like that's not even twiddle twiddle is more like just if there's a piece of shit in the corner in your bar, like yeah. that's more of them. Like yeah, they I'm didn't, following. they didn't, be, they didn't belong there in the first place. Okay. Like if you if you walked into the bar and you're like, oh, this is a great bar, I'd take a you know a dose of of some uh, some jazz, some fusion. And, oh, there's a piece of shit over there. You should probably get that out of there. That's twiddle. So wow. Okay. Um, so I will I, I now, now to be honest, I think a lot of our listeners and myself included are now going to go and Spotify or Pandora or whatever twiddle to see. Exactly what yeah, you mean. And I don't even. You should. It's probably more of a. Uh, they probably check, have check a, it out more on like YouTube or something because you want to get their live show. Sure, you know, I'm where sure. They're when you Spotify it, you're gonna get number one. They're only redeeming song or something. Yeah, because we, well, that's the thing is because actually, is probably a cover of a better artist. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's them even molesting that. But the, when I went, because when I went and I wanted to find out if I really did hate them as much as I remembered, I'm like maybe the atmosphere made me hate them. Um, I went to YouTube and watched the first thing, and it sounded like, oh, okay, they're actually kind of making a song right now. And then, so I, I was like, well, I mean, I kind of feel bad, but 
because uh, it actually sounds pretty decent. Then I scrubbed like four minutes in, and it was just the diarrhea that I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, freaking wonderful. Go check out. Go check out Twiddle. I wasn't sure. There were sometimes I wasn't sure if they were doing a sound check or tuning because it was just like. Uh, and actually, if anybody goes, and I think we've played it here before or talked about it, um, it really reminded me of that video on YouTube of what fish sounds like to people who don't like fish. Oh, I love that video. Um, yeah, definitely. That go to is YouTube seriously and find what that too. Twiddle fucking sounded like to me. And I realized, and everybody's fucking going nuts for them. So, anyway, my thoughts on music festivals actually had more to do with me hating this one particular band from Vermont. And uh, a lot of you Vermont folks that love this band, well, go fuck yourself and listen to real music. So, you know. Um, but, you know, also, I understand people have different musical tastes and all that. This is just my opinion. Uh, it's the right one, but it's also just my opinion. Um, uh, twiddle is uh, music's diarrhea. All right, and um, you have something more. Yeah, <laughs> more, wow, no, I just I you have something more important to talk I about. I almost never get to sit back and listen to you just hate something. <laughs> like you're a nice guy, you tend <laughs> to like pretty much everything, and especially you're music. I am hugely open-minded yeah. with music. Anybody who knows me, my my iTunes. If you put it on random, or back when I listened to iTunes, now support Spotify and online. Yeah, stuff, now now Spotify. It, it would go from you know Mozart to Anthrax, it, like. It would be ridiculous all over the place that I love. Yeah, actually, I kind of want to do a mashup of those, but um, I love so many. It's hard. I will almost always find a redeeming quality to music. I tried. Um, My roommate who was with me who actually likes jam band music tried, and he was like, this is fucking terrible. It's just trite and generic, and uh, my hate. <laughs> Go. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I'm, actually, I'm all I'm all winded from all well, that hate. No, what I like is that we both brought discussion pieces to the table this week. And yours, yours is a little more like topical and uh, important, I guess. For uh, but for I new, also have a lot of uh, opinions about. For new listeners, um, when we start the show, we usually bring something to discuss, and um, that's before we jump into our normal news stories for the week. And either one of us takes the discussion entirely if it's a big enough thing, or we share it like we are this week. Uh, Jerusaf. Music, my half. Uh, the world at large. This past week, uh, oh, Supreme, I get music. You get the world. <laughs> I'm taking the world at large because the Supreme Court yeah. um, handed down a bunch of hefty decisions over the last seven days. Some good, some bad. And yep. um, well, the majority good, to yep. be honest. Uh, well, they did have that Supreme Court decision about uh, essentially the the police warrants, which was a little bullshit. But yep. um, but this one's the, most were good. Yes. Um, actually, and leading into that, um, riding on the back of the uh, horrific shooting down in South Carolina at the church, um, a lot of stores around the country and a lot of online sites saw massive spikes in sales of Confederate flags only to then have the sites and stores stop selling them abruptly. And I believe this was last Thursday or Friday when the abrupt stopping yeah. happened. And they were the largest retailers, Walmart, yeah. Amazon, uh, Etsy. Yeah, and this was not uh, due to anything dealing with the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court will probably never, ever, ever touch gun laws, whether you're for or against them. I think the Supreme Court is just never going to hit the subject. I just think we're always going to be hardly, in this weird Hardly any politicians want to... No one wants to go near with a 10-foot yeah. pole. Yeah. So as stores started taking it into their own hands and deciding that maybe in this day and age it's not the right thing to sell Confederate symbols anymore for profit, a uh, few people on social media, specifically Facebook, started lashing back and spouting some of their bigoted you know, nonsense. Actually, one of my uh, Facebook friends who actually has... It's weird because he actually is he's a Bernie Sanders uh, supporter, all this kind of stuff, also went about like was like oh what's next because they they had posted obviously not doing any research into whether it was real like 
some crazy conservative website posted that it was the American government that forced Amazon and Walmart to stop selling which these. Which it was. Which is stupid because they couldn't force the South Carolina State House to take the flag down, but apparently they can force private industry, which is more like actually more powerful than most hey, of the government. By the way, that flag did come down it briefly did. because yeah. of that brave woman who actually took hiking gear and climbed yep. all the way up to the top and took it down herself. They're coming down all over the place. Yeah. Um, so this person whose name was blacked out on the Walmart official Facebook page wrote, Dear Walmart, please tell us where it all ends. It's not your job to impose morals. Admit it. It is the soul and heart of the people that's a true cause of racism, not silly symbols. I fear you are missing the point in our free society. A flag now, a book next time. Where does it end? Where? Question mark. And what I love here is that a person wrote back to them, and this person has become an internet sensation because of it. This is Luke Massey Smith, a 34-year-old Canadian, former stay-at-home dad, and self-professed troll to conservative nutters. He laid down pretty much one of the best internet smackdowns ever for a post of this nature and wrote it right in the comments section of this anonymous uh, poster to Facebook's Walmart page. Um, The full response reads as follows, and I'm going to power through this because it's a little long, but bear with me. Here we go. Quote, I think we both know where it ends. Name blacked out. We're going to ignore the name of the person. Your home in ashes. Your starving children strewn about. You're half dead and sobbing. Packs of vicious wild dogs roaming the streets of once happy American suburbs feeding off the weak. The cities burning on the horizon and the ground rumbling underfoot from the Chinese tanks out enforcing the new government's mandatory curfew. And always... Through the din of screams and smoke and jackboots marching in unison. Above it all, you hear Obama laughing. It's been three weeks since you've had anything but the pages torn from your family Bible to eat. Your feet ache. Your shoes have long ago been stolen by roving gangs of armed minorities. And the tattered strips of the American flag you've bound them in do little to stop the cold, let alone the blisters. Your wife is a man now, and all your guns have have gotten gay married. With your last dying breath, you raise a defiant glance to the darkened patch of sky where the sun should have been, but is now blocked out by looming mushroom clouds, and you woefully bemoan. If only Walmart hadn't stopped selling Confederate flags, none of this would have happened. I wish I could say it wasn't too late. I wish I could say that. The end. That that is the harsh reality of what's going to happen. Um... One day, Walmart stops selling Confederate flags. The next, your guns are getting gay married to each other. Yeah, forced, and, probably. And even. your they wife even... is now a man. Yep. Uh, that's that's essentially what the way that it's going. That's the way I see this country going. That's how people view the current situation. They literally are they looking jump, at the gay jumps. marriage happening, being allowed nationwide, and like the Confederate flag being taken down. And like you said, they're, they're, like you tried to say, and I cut you off, people are jumping to conclusions. Yes. Like, it's the end of America. It it doesn't help when people in charge are not poo-pooing these ideas and basically telling people to calm down and be rational, uh, much as the case with the Supreme Court itself when gay marriage was made legal in all 50 states. 
But in the dissenting reviews by the justices who did not support it, such as Anthony uh, Scalia, he's a piece of work. I actually had a Facebook rant myself. A uh, piece of shit? Saying yeah. that I don't understand how he can be allowed to sit on the bench anymore after basically proving his out-of-touchness with how the world works. Well, I also just don't feel like, I mean, judges are supposed to be very... Like unbiased, even but they're going to have their own opinions, but they're not supposed to allow those to really bleed into He's their. Very they're supposed biased. to say really what is going to, what does it really mean for the country? What does justice actually mean? My personal opinions should have no impact on my decisions here, and it should really, you should really be able to look at everything from a very flat point of view and say, you know, how the law, like take religion out of it, which is a big thing. Really, most of this is about religion bleeding into the gay marriage debate. Exactly. And in his dissenting review, he had a bunch of odd topical <laughs> statements, uh, such as this is applesauce. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there was like a gi- gi- gibbery. Gi- oh, what he the hell talked was it? like an old timey man from like the 1910s. Yeah, he had an old timey prospector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is gibbery jabber. Yeah, this gibbery jabber's never going to stand. Applesauce, I say applesauce. <laughs> applesauce. <laughs> Like, he really got mad in a way that dated him and made it be like, oh, I get why he's not going to allow gay people to marry. He uses things like applesauce yeah. as... as <laughs> Not lubricant. <laughs> if yeah. you're using applesauce as lubricant, like, yeah. like I'm going to fuck your apple pie. Yeah. Like, you, like if you're... If that's slicking up your... From slicking up your dick for anal sex. Yeah, for your recently applesauce. married, uh, you know, gay... Marriage husband. I hope that becomes a thing soon. Like two gay guys be like, "Want to go home and bake an apple pie?" Yeah, and it's like a euphemism meaning, "Do you want to, you know, lube up with applesauce and fuck in the ass?" Oh yeah, maybe like a and do it to piss off Scalia. We definitely need to do some, you know, kind of like how um, Santorum was turned into like a gay foamy gay. Uh, Well, actually, it wasn't even gay. It was just a foamy substance that is protruded or it's exclu- pretty much comes out your ass, your ass it's, it's, from sex yeah. it's essentially a mixture blood of, and cum from your asshole yeah, yeah. It's a mixture cum, of those. yeah so you know all that good stuff so you could probably turn scalia into something that's just about that sounds like it's kind of nasty anyway well, like i scalia'd the internet has made it easy for us to uh imagine scalia and what he would say in any given instance to anyone by giving us the Get your Scalia Burn Random Generator. Oh, the Sick Burn Generator. Yep. Yeah, you put in a name into the Sick Burn Scalia Generator, and it will put out a Sick Burn from Anthony Scalia. Yep. Uh, I have put in for fun because we have a lot of listeners out there. A uh, little Cubby, our Florida co- correspondent. Right. Yeah. Let's see what happens when we burn her. It's generating. It's generating. One would think that Little Cubby's views are profoundly incoherent cocktail. Words no longer have meaning. Mm. Yep, that sounds uh, that's that's pretty Scalia right there. I was kind of hoping that one would be a little more apple saucy. <laughs> we need more apple sauce. Yeah, let's try it. Let's, let's do it again for Irish on fire. Okay, uh, I'm gonna put in Irish on fire, and I'm gonna click burn me. One would think that Irish on fire's interpretations are a milestone of judicial overreaching. I would hide my head in a bag. Mm-hmm. No, these aren't as good as the these aren't as good as the applesauce one. I was really hoping the sick burn generator would be better. Maybe that's the point. Maybe we're supposed to laugh at the fact that it's so drivel and not fun. Here, I'll do one more, and maybe this bit isn't good for our show. I'm putting <laughs> you in, Jer. 
One would think that Jer's brain is like some ghoul in a late-night horror movie that repeatedly sits up in its grave and shuffles abroad after being repeatedly killed and buried. <laughs> I like this one. This effectively <laughs> decrees the end of all moral le- legislation. I like that one. I like oh, that's, the, that's the random bad. ghoul that sits up. That's good. I like that one. Okay, you know what? That one was good enough where I'm going to do one more, and I'm going to throw in um, the In Session podcast since they are a new partner of ours. In Session Film Podcast. And now burn me. Burn me hard, Scalia. One would think that the in-session film podcast showy profundities are intoxicated and utterly unmotivated. Never mind. Hmm. I'm not really sure where he's going with that one, but it's Anthony Scalia, a giant douchebag and Supreme Court Justice Clown of the Week. Uh, I feel like right there we should have like some weird like... Plots uh, underneath. I'll uh, I'll do I'll do one more. Um, I just typed the word cunt in, and it said one would think that a cunt's sentiments are the growth of a diseased root. Come on, I like that. Yeah, I just wanted to hear. Uh, I've been looking for something to write on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> a cunt's sentiment are the growth of a diseased root. People would stop, read, think, ponder, scratch their heads. Take a photo, social media that out, and then go home and probably even discuss it at the dinner room table. That's definitely dinner discussion right there. At the, at the dinner room table. A, a, a cunt's <laughs> diseased root. Yes. All right. All right. So uh, go do some other stuff. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to 2525. Let's move on to the future. In the year 2525. We have an opening for that, right? <laughs> It just played. We just, we just that was did what it. we just heard, right? We just, yeah, that was that the was opening. It? That was the really? opening. That was the that was the second opening we ever did. That uh, was it. Yeah, it was. Remember web droppings we did very first in twenty five twenty five. We did I think the second opening we ever had for a segment. I guess you're right. Twenty five twenty five. You know why I forgot? I'm so entrenched in this story of the abortion drone. Yes, why? which is actually the one story I've not read out of all. Why? Of these. Yeah, because the abortion drone is the best drone. Is that uh, is that like their what they? Is that, is that, is that their slogan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the abortion drone is the best drone. It's not hard to be the best drone. It's, very, it's, yeah. it's like the uh, the paper clip from <laughs> old Microsoft. But oh, it's, yeah. But like it's pops a in. I see you've got a problem here. But it's a broken coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> see, you got some old child out of wedlock here. Guess I can give you a hand with that. <laughs> Fucking old, uh, old. Yeah. But it's got like a beanie hat on with a propeller, and that's the drone part. Like it flies in. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a coat hanger with a beanie. See, you're real st- stuck in a bill of pickle here, huh? Oh, I don't oh, want that, baby. Oh, I just hope you open. I'll see you real soon because you don't ever keep your legs closed. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mickey Mouse voiced yes. coat hanger, off. coat hanger drone, abortion drone. I'll be everywhere. Loose women need me. <laughs> oh, so anyway, what is this abortion drone? Because uh, so the abortion drone. I'm guessing the- it's not exactly what we just said. Well, it's also not a punk band's name or a German porn title. It's uh, it's actually a very <laughs> useful... <laughs> it would be a great punk band name, It would, actually. yeah. It's actually a very useful device. Um, abortion is heavily restricted in the country of Poland, and basically this drone is a saddled-down uh, remote device that takes abortion pills and other contraception into Poland from nearby bordering countries such oh, okay. as Germany. 
Um, the idea is to fly over the border illegally these uh, medications so that women who are in a society where their medical needs and cares are not being taken oh, care of. I didn't of even think about using are, drones. Like for, yeah, the drones yeah. are basically airlifting in and guerrilla style dropping these uh, female-centric contraception tools to keep down uh, STDs and birth rates and lower abortions in general. Because no matter how much the court, uh, Christians hate abortion and contraception, one prevents the need for the other. So right, yeah. it's, a, it's a win-win when... No, you, just be it, boring and don't fuck like us. Oh, it's a win-win when the abortion drone flies over. Oh, Pokey here, he's coming around. <laughs> Plan A is getting laid. Plan B is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I really would love to see an animated version of a broken coat hanger with a beanie hat that you do it flies know that, with. You do know that I know how to do animation, correct? I do know that you are crafty with flashy animation. I also know that you're a busy man. You have a hard life. But I'm on vacation. But you're on vacation. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Can I, can I voice it with my bad Mickey Mouse impression? <laughs> uh, I would I would think of nothing better. I think honestly. you do a good Mickey Mouse impression too, but I have so few impressions that you I can want mine used when I can. Yeah. That, that wasn't that bad, was it? No, it was perfect. Okay. I think okay. it's perfect for old Pokey. I don't think I've the tried before, before, but yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good... Good step in the right direction. We'll we'll think about uh, another probably another empty promise. And, and, and I probably won't get it done before the end of the week. Uh, but and hey. if Alabama gets the you know the the what it wants right now, you know, considering they're banning all gay marriages, even though Congress said nation or the Supreme Court said nationwide gay marriage is not legal. Yeah. Uh, I think we may have an issue with Alabama seceding from the union, which wouldn't be such a bad thing. But we may need abortion drones on the borders of Alabama to ship in drugs to the few unfortunate women there who. Uh, you know, care about their rights. Um, you like, you don't like have to say their, anything like more than their they. bodies. Uh, yeah. Hate male oppression, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the the too big government that uh, apparently you know isn't allowed to you know make taxes or uh, you know control the environment through the EPA, but it has open open season on uh, abortions in women's bodies. So um, you know, conservatives. So. You brought some stories to the table, and they're all... A little more lighthearted than abortion. They're much more lighthearted than abortion. They're about a uh, sick, sadistic Italian man who, for some reason, massacres animals by the thousands and constantly is chasing a woman who has no, no intentions towards him. No, no. And actually, not only that, like, breaks into her dragon boyfriend's fucking castle to try to, like, steal her away. This is by... This is a man by the name of Mario... Last name Brothers. Really? Is that his last name? I don't know. Fuck it. Okay. Is now. Yeah. So, um... Oh, wait. What's Lu... Yeah, what's Luigi? Luigi's just Luigi Brothers then? Yeah. Okay. So this segment of the show, 2525, always looks towards the future. Right. And, I mean, abortion drones are the wave of the future as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. But also, so is AI. Yeah. And this is, this is actually interesting. And this actually comes from the South, believe it or not. Um, like, the South... That, South... There's a lot of actual like good we, we're joking about alabama and all that kind of stuff a lot of good intelligent things obviously that comes out of south it's not all just conservatives they're actually uh liberal-minded people and also very intelligent people who maybe don't agree with all that kind of stuff um in this case we've got the georgia institute of technology ha uh, who have decided to put their heads together and uh really concentrate on the important things like developing a computing system that watches gameplay videos from streaming services like youtube and twitch and analyzes that footage 
and creates new levels of the video game. And pretty much what it is, it's artificial intelligence. They watch these videos and they're like, oh, I get it. This is how video games are made. Kind of like what human beings do. We would do that. Then we would go, but we would actually have to go and code these games, these levels, all that kind of stuff. Use all these little, you know, bits and pieces in, from existing in theory, SDKs. The AI know? also has to code, but it just does it effortlessly because it's not. A well, human. I mean, well, and, and it uses. I mean, essentially, it's it, it's doing just exactly what we would do. Use some software development kit, some, um, uh, you know, gameplay engines and that kind of thing. But it's just we don't have to do it as human beings. This is the beginning of the end. This is Skynet. This is a computer <laughs> finally learning how to develop a video game. Eventually, we're just going to be like. Here are the background templates for each level. Yep. Here are the blocks, the the ground, the tubes. Like if we were talking Mario, and then it's just like make a game, and then the thing just spits out a game in seven months, and the developers like we we have something to sell. Yep. That's not how the world works. Without human ingenuity, we don't have creation of things such as AI. And if you rely on your own creation to make something for you. That's where we become irrelevant. Yeah. That is Skynet. That's Skynet. We're getting Remember, in Terminator, 1997 was the year Skynet rises up and takes over the world. They're not too far off. We are fucked in 1997. (laughs) Fuck, When 1997 rolls around, we are fucked. Fuck this 2525 bullshit. The the seeds have been planted. AI is already developing levels for a 1982 (laughs) video game. Once it cracks the 1983 level code. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, no. This is is, uh, Super Mario Brothers, I believe, that it was creating. So that was in the eighty was it that late? I'm, I don't know. It was it was I think earlier than that eighty six. I guessed say. yesterday on Twitter uh, in another random discussion. I think I said eighty two. Oh, did you? Okay, no, way I think, too I, early. That's Atari. I think age. it's like eighty five, eighty six was when the first uh, Mario came out, at least in the United States. Eighty six, I believe. NES. Um, anyway, no, so the system eighty six was when I came out, but no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> So this system actually focuses on the... It doesn't actually uh, do anything with the, the character itself. It focuses on just creating the gaming terrain. Um, and <clears throat> the way it does this is it de- determines certain rules by watching the video game. Um, so it notices, for instance, that like in Mario, the pipes stick out of the ground. So it's not going to create pipes flush with the graphi- grassy surface. Um, it uses spatial analysis to prevent like certain... Uh, gameplay breaking things such as you don't want Im- gaps to be too big exactly no M- mind the gap no giant gap mind the gap mind the gap so uh no big pot like impossibly long jumps for mario to jump across that would break the game you wouldn't like, want no. that fucking dirty italian plumber to fall in a fucking hole now would you Sorry. Oh, whoa. I'm so sorry. I just have this Jeremiah weird laden, gets, <laughs> I have this weird laden Italian racism. Yeah, Jeremiah gets angry at Twiddle and, like, and Scott just sorry. an entire race. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking Italians. You know you're all black, right? You're not even white. Sorry, random, random. Sorry, I'll shut up. I'll shut and up. I, the fact that you Italian said that so people, angrily, like, no, as ta- if that would be a bad they thing. They keep saying they're white. Like, you ask an Italian person, what race are you? They'll say white. They're, they're not. They're... They're all black. All They're all black. Have you ever met a white Italian outside of Mario and Luigi? Well, there. Have they're... you ever met a white Italian? Every one of them is black. I swear it. It's the, in the middle of Europe. There's this boot, and it's like a black suede boot. Why are you saying it so angrily, as if being, oh, them being black love, is such a bad thing? I love thing. black people. They're fucking awesome. Everybody who loves black people says, "I love black people." Right. <laughs> but I hate Italians. And it always claim that they're black people and it, when they're okay. clearly not. And and, it, and then it, it and it's always followed up by a butt. Yeah, non-racist exactly. people always follow well, their sentiment. I'm up. just sick but. of Italians <laughs> saying. 
<laughs> I'm not racist, but is the worst way to start a sentence. <laughs> Scott Band. I think racist. I might have switched stances halfway through that rant too. You did. You actually then. Chose... I was mad that they were always saying they were black, but now I'm mad that they're always saying that they're white when they're actually black. But no, I yeah. might have even reversed that just now for my original statement. That's just. So what you're saying? You're just pure racist. No matter what the fuck <laughs> they decide, you're just gonna hate them. Man, why didn't you do that? That technically means I'm not racist. I'm just a hater of everyone. So that'd be like a misanthropic, right? Misanthrope? Is that what it is? Can't you be racist and hate your own race? A xenophobe? I don't know. Fucking Italians. <laughs> I think just Scott hates Italians. God, I'm going to get some pizza on the drive back home, by the way. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, uh, we live in Vermont. We don't know anybody outside of white people. Um, the system, actually, there's a lot of Italians in Barrie because the, uh, the granite uh, industry was all Italian, which actually probably the only reason uh, a lot of Vermont made money initially. So thank you, uh, Italians, for helping out. Uh, now stop pretending you're friends of ours stop pretending you're all black friends of ours like mike patigi or uh, or stop pretending you're all white whichever it is for for whatever reason i had a hard line on (laughs) whatever reason scott hates you for just stop doing exactly what he hates you for which i'm pretty sure is just being italian now that we've gotten to the bottom of it um anyway so this system uh it made 151 distinct level sections from 17 samples of the original game uh when they applied certain constraints they took those constraints away um, which I don't know if it makes it unplayable after that, and it uh, increased to 334 level sections. Um, so yeah, they're gonna uh, they're gonna try to apply it to uh, more platform games because right now this is kind of that 2D platformer style. Uh, so they figure it won't have any problem with some of that. Probably Sonic the Hedgehog type things, things like that, um, which is interesting because those are more complex um, in general. And uh, they, but they, they said that there's no reason it won't work for other types of games. Instead of 2D platformers, some additional games, maybe some 3D ones, Duke Nukem style, Doom, things like that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um, we do have some additional Mario news though that popped up while I was looking through this. Vermont specific news. Yeah, there is, we are there is, a Vermont yeah. podcast. Remember, Jer, we are the number one uh, comedy news podcast coming out of the state of Vermont. Yes. Um, any other comedy news podcasts that are coming up in the state of Vermont, uh, we will find you and we will kill you. <laughs> um, the way we stay number one, that's, baby. I, we did Murder. The Lost and Own Podcast Network, uh, which includes the Horror, Horror in the Court podcast, ourselves, and now uh, by proxy, actually, the, the In Session podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, film podcast uh we uh we are highlander specific in the rules of podcasting uh if you're kind of getting up and you are in our region and in our genre there can only be one we're kind of getting like an like a, a podcast entourage a posse going so uh, we could actually create a podcast gang we could yeah I yeah mean, some podcast people, some people call, create podcast networks. Let's uh, let's create a podcast clan. No, just, no, 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 no. Oh, bad choice of words. Yeah, Jesus. Right after the whole fucking uh, Italian and black thing you just went through? Jesus Christ. No clans for you, Scott. You started the show on such a good note. I hate racist bloop. Now I can say anything I want. <laughs> Sounds about uh, right. That's a hey. blank check. How about this guy? Uh, Wilmington, Vermont. He and this is just real quick. This gamer um, speed ran Super Mario World Pangea blind, Penga. yeah, blindfold. Twenty three minutes and fourteen seconds blindfolded the entire Super Mario World. And world, if you know yes. World, World's a bigger game than yep. uh, the original Mario Brothers. Absolutely. Twenty three minutes and what? Fourteen seconds. Twenty three minutes, fourteen seconds. The blindfolded entire... Wilmington, Vermont. Pan. What is it? Pangea Panga. Pangea Panga. And the entire uh, thing, the entire video of it, he uh, streamed live on Twitch, and he also has the entire thing on YouTube that we will link to uh, the Lost Podcast dot com 
uh, website. Uh, so you'll be able to go into our show notes and watch this video. But it's amazing. He did it with only dying, I believe, three times and not having to restart at any point. Yeah. Uh, learned how to do it after doing several attempts, initially uh, blindfolded while listening to the sounds and learning the levels. And he uh, he did it. Uh, he did it faster than people could without a blindfold. I couldn't um, do it, yeah. So I mean, granted, I've never tried, but... Claim yeah. to fame comes from Wilmington, Vermont, to uh, to Pangea Panga, who, who blew everyone away. I don't think there, anyone's going to beat this in a while. No. But uh, something that is equally impressive that took much longer, that is Mario-related, is uh, some man spent six years making a fucking amazing, epic Super Mario blanket. Blindfolded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, no, everything has to be blindfolded for you to be impressed by it. Was it blindfolded? Yeah. No. Oh, never mind then. Fuck it. It's not good enough for the Lost Own Podcast. Um, so this person, I mean, I we this, I just wanted to mention it because it's really just about probably going to maybe a link in our show notes or something uh, to look at the detail this person did. And I'll put why up photos it, of this in our show yeah, notes on the podcast. Especially the when website. you get to the close-ups because they're doing, like, it looks like the 8-bit graphics um, with the right shading and everything and it's pretty much one world from uh, Mario 3. Is that what it's from? Uh, it's like? Super Mario World, it looks like. Is it? Or Super Mario 3? Isn't that the same game? Pretty much? <laughs> I don't know. No, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Oh, no, no. It says from Super Mario All-Stars. Okay. Because it looks like identical well, to All-Stars includes several of the original games. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this looks like so. a, a game. Anyway, if you see it, it's it's got the you know overhead view of the world uh, where you go to the different levels and you know kind of like every Mario game for the most part. But I remember this being from um, yeah Mario Three or Mario World anyway. So Super Mario All Stars, the like a screenshot essentially from that, and it's really epic. So check it out and look it up or check out our, our show notes to see how awesome this is. Um, if the thing measures uh, six feet by seven feet. And uh, this was uh, made by somebody from Norway. It took over 800 hours and about six and a half years to finish. So. Yeah, what I love is if you go down to the comments in the article we found this story in, uh, the first one's positive. It says, this guy is the ultimate Mario fan. Second comment down immediately, and this is the way the internet yeah. works, people. It's a really nice blanket, but how did it take, take six, six years, years worth, worth of labor? labor. It's yeah. really lovely, but a sweatshop worker probably pushes something out like like this out in a day. I don't mean to discredit his work at all, but it's a bit ridiculous that it took six wor years worth of okay, labor. Okay, first of all, it took 800 hours of labor, okay? And yeah, it took so him 600 years to put 800 hours in because he probably had other... Years? 600 years? 600 years, six years. Is this another Highlander that we need to kill so we can continue to be the number one Vermont comedy okay. news podcast? I might even get pissed if it took him 600 years, but it took six years to get... 800 hours out of the way because 800 hours is not you know he worked on it when he had a chance okay yeah a sweatshop worker pushes something out a day because they're forced to work 800 hours a day and also it probably isn't quite like this now uh one person did make a good comment and said if he spills red wine on it imagine the reaction and the next person says yeah i was thinking he should probably frame it honestly mm -hmm. something like that you'd almost want to put on a wall not the floor yeah it's too I, beautiful uh, my guess is and it's huge my guess is he put this on the floor to take a picture and it's Probably on a wall. I mean, I I definitely. I put it under glass. That's that's too much work. On too the floor, <laughs> and then on the floor, it just cut up, just tore up the pieces Tons after of slices. Yeah, after everybody has stepped on it. Um. All right, so that's uh that's twenty five, twenty five. Yeah. So now we're gonna move into our usual end of the show subject, uh, which is the bulk of the show for the most part. But we're gonna run through this a little it's quicker a this one. week so that you guys get a sample of what web droppings are. Web dropping. Yeah, this is our um, all bestiality, all 
animal rape web droppings. Yep, and web droppings are normally a what the fuck section of news for us where we bring up the weirdest news stories we can find from around the world and around the internet just to make you guys laugh and make you guys think a little bit. So uh, if you're a first time listener, it's not always an animal rape special. <laughs> we, not we have, always. Not always. There's often animal rape and bestiality in here, but this just happened to be... Um, a story I, yeah, yeah. about... I, I, pop, I popped a, a open wherever I go to find these weird yep, stories. This, and this is a story about a man. An 80-year-old man who... It's who a was, story about a lonely man who had many chickens in his backyard farm. He got horny, didn't know what to do with it, so he stuck it in a chicken and he raped it. He's a chicken rapist. Oh, He's a nice. chicken rapist. Like he that. likes to fuck the chickens because he's a chicken rapist. What is he? Chicken, a chicken rapist. rapist. He's a chicken rapist. He likes to fuck poultry in the butt? Oh, no. Sorry. Cloaca. I is love that saying right? that word. Don't they have cloacas? Isn't that like a butt pussy? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't a cloaca a butt pussy? I'm is going it, to say yes. It, I think please. a cloaca is a butt pussy. Okay. Um... Scientifically, I don't know if that's exactly how they describe it, but yeah, for now, honestly, hey, if yeah. you're on Twitter right now and you're listening to the show, uh, please write into us and explain to us what a cloaca is. If it's a butt pussy, uh, hashtag butt pussy. <laughs> if it's not a butt pussy, uh, hashtag not a butt pussy. Not a butt pussy. We just need butt pussy in there at some point. So yeah, this 80 year old man um, was charged with raping a chicken. Now this came from a Kenyan newspaper news source um, that I, I came across. And I'm not even gonna bother trying to pronounce. I just a lot said of the name stuff. of it. Yeah, of course you did. Um, <laughs> you thought something was called butt pussy for a second. I'm sure I'm gonna trust your pronunciation. It's a cloaca, Jer. Use the right term. All oh, right. Okay. Not the. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, this okay. But not really much to say about this except for the fact that this 80 year old man um, was arraigned in Narok court on. Thursday, which was actually uh, this past week, uh, two weeks ago by the time you're listening to this, probably maybe even three now, I guess, um, uh, was charged with raping a chicken, of course, as we so uh, alluded there. Um, now, the thing that actually brought I was originally going to skip over the story because there's not much so uh, material here it, until I actually looked in this news source. There's all these related news stories underneath it. And in there... I noticed that there were multiple other chicken raping and bestiality related stories. So it made me wonder if this is actually like a normal occurrence for this area because um, we've got a um, oh, we've got a man who uh, got caught raping a neighbor's chicken, uh, a Mount Kenya University student who was charged with raping a chicken, and then uh, another man from Mabir who denied raping a goat. Now, we were wondering if this was actually something to do with the area, so we talked to one of our friends, Nick Martin, who uh, actually lived there for a little while and asked him what his thoughts on the subject were. Yep, so here we have a uh, short recording with our friend Nick Martin uh, talking about his time living in Kenya. In northern Kenya, there's a lot of tribes that are extremely community familial and very tightly knit and animals are hard to come by up there so when families do have an animal a chicken or a goat or you know even a cow if they're lucky they'll get really close to it and they'll treat it like their own pretty much and i think in my opinion that emotional bonds are created 
partially due to the dependency on the animal for whatever it's going to provide for the family and maybe chickens are hot i don't know that's not <laughs> and you thing. know this because you were in kenya yep right for a month living with a samburu tribe and i didn't get that vibe off of anyone that i saw when i was <laughs> there chicken but, fuckers uh, yeah no, no chicken fuckers but um i guess yeah, so uh, there's the end of that. Uh, yeah. It went on for a little bit more, but it was basically just us talking, you know, colloquially to each other. Um, so, yeah, the uh, this weird rash so of I, things. We didn't get any help from him. I was hoping he maybe had some insight. I mean, no, but some of that was interesting, that there might be, uh, like, enough of an emotional bond with your animals to then rape it. Yeah, well, or, I don't know oh, that they would call it rape. Okay, they would the, call it lo- that's the thing is love. This is what the law is calling it. They're saying you've you've raped this animal because you you can't get consent from an animal. What they're saying maybe is like, no, we were in love. Um, sometimes you got to fuck a chicken or a goat. Um, yeah, fair and, oh, by the way, I I didn't write down about four or five other instances of this that I also came across because I felt like four um, chicken More slash than goat fucking. It was enough for first-time listeners or uh, returning listeners. There's going to be more uh, chicken folk fucking and goat fucking and dog fucking um, as the Lost at Home podcast goes on in the future. Of don't course. you worry about it. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, if you want to fuck a chicken, don't go to Kenya because apparently they police it pretty well and you can get caught. And now uh, moving on from Africa, we are going to leave web droppings and head over to our next segment, Heropreeze. This week's Hero Prize uh, deals with Japan, uh, specifically a cat funeral in Japan that attracted 3,000 attendees. And you may be wondering, why did 3,000 people show up to a cat's funeral? Well, the answer is simple. This cat was the most amazing cat ever. This cat got more promotions in its short life than most people probably ever will at their job that they're currently working at. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like uh, Big Head from Silicon Valley, where just he getting was a working at Hulu for, just beca- yeah. out of spite or for any reason. God, I love Silicon yeah, Valley. Yeah. Or Baghead, as he was known by the end. Yeah. So, what happened here is in uh, Kinokawa City, uh, the cat Tama uh, passed away last week. And this cat was a popular station master at the Wayakamas Electric Railway Station in Ishii. Um, the station suffered severe budget cuts back in 2006 and let its last human employee, she, uh, the station staff member, uh, a station staff member go. Um, the railway company put Tama, this stray cat who hung around the place in charge of the entire station, just on a laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, but when this made local news, this caused a spike in tourism to the area. So the railway promoted her and promoted her again with different kinds of false titles just to play along. She uh, she went from station master to ultra station master to <laughs> vice president of the rail firm to honorable eternal station master. Holy shit. And at her funeral on Sunday, she received her last promotion, which was Shinto goddess. Okay, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure that is uh, similar to being sainted in uh, Catholicism. Uh, for people in America who want to equate this as something they may be able to tangibly touch. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty cool story. Uh, honestly, if you go online, you can find pictures of the cat wearing a, uh, cat awesome. a a badge on its collar and a little teeny tiny station master cap. Yeah. And uh, the cat looks pretty chill. It's a calico, ma- mainly white. And I don't know. I'm a cat fan, so uh, I love this It seems this story. like a pretty badass cat. You know, and, and deserving of all the accolades. 
and being Shinto. Shinto that's some goddess. bang. That's some bang up Asian pussy. Oh, there you go. That that because pussy means cat and uh, like that Asian pussy sure drew pussy. a crowd. Uh, You're just gonna use Asian pussy again. <laughs> That's all I have. That's all I have to work with. You're not making new jokes. You're just saying different things after Asian pussy. <laughs> I had more. Like... I had more lined up, but now you're just making me feel silly about even saying them. <laughs> well, that Asian pussy uh, sure I, is a uh, play on words. That there, There's an Asian pussy that doesn't mind a train in its tunnel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on from there. Okay. Yeah, uh, d- d- didn't you have a, a, a nice... Uh, a nice song? Um, well, we are leaving um, our uh, Hero Prize segment and moving into the last segment of the show, which is our AV ah, Club. Right. Yes. And our AV Club segment of the show can deal with anything uh, social media-wise, if it's dealing with books, music, movies, TV, as yeah. long as it's gone through the filter of the internet or the filter of our eyes and ears at least once. Uh, this week's is Fifty Shades of Grey. We're all familiar with the book, the movie, and the author, to some extent, um, the author actually gave us this amazing moment this past week where she allowed, uh, much like a Reddit AMA, uh, a, a little bit of one-on-one right? time with her, but through Twitter, uh, where she was live on Twitter. No, and Twitter. With, a, with a specific hashtag, you could tweet questions and okay. uh, comments to her. I'm gonna ask, I don't think it seemed, it doesn't seem as um, well, I mean, Twitter doesn't seem as well suited for AMA as Reddit because Reddit is forum, like, thread related. Reddit right? definitely has but, a more linear, um, formulaic way of but, showing but, but, you a conversation, but, but Twitter this, this is... This works. Yeah, this works. works. You can still interact with people. We interact with our fans and stuff like that on Twitter using at so-and-so and hashtags and stuff like that. So it makes sense that she would do this. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Twitter author E.L. James uh, went on Twitter. Did I say Twitter? I'm redundant. Oh, my God. I, I just Twitter, the, I Twitter, hear, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I hear the Twitter v- diarrhea coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so she went on Twitter basically to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. It was allowing anyone to ask her anything. Uh, didn't really matter what. And for context to this discussion, uh, if anyone out there does not know that Fifty Shades of Grey is actually based on uh, Twilight fan fiction, um, it's probably something you should know because some comments may have Twilight. Have you read any of Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey. I have not read Twilight. I have not read a mashup, which would be the Fifty Shades of Grey Twilight. You know, yeah, the, See, the original writings were. Yeah. You know. See, I, cause, because I always feel bad about like you know shitting on stuff before I've I've actually read it, but at the same time I also feel opinion. like I know enough yeah. about how poorly this is written to to understand some of these people's concerns and their questions. Um, because this. From what I understand, it backfired a little bit. Yep. I mean, obviously, she probably got plenty of good stuff out of it. No, there's going to be a lot of bad stuff. I'm not going to go forward with uh, giving you all the Twitter handles of all these people who are writing what they're writing. I'm just going to read what they've written yeah. so that we can move this conversation along. Um, the idea here is that she didn't respond to practically anyone and started blocking people. And that's not really the way you want to treat a AMA type conversation where you're going back and forth that's, with your fans. That's saying, ask me anything that I feel okay about answering, and I don't want to talk. And I'll to anybody. fucking yeah. block your ass if you dis. Yeah, that, that me. the the a the last a part of that is the ask me anything is supposed to be about yeah. opening up to everybody who wants to ask you something and actually approaching it. Yeah. So here I'm going to go through and read a series of my favorite tweets at E L James about Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, did you see the abusive relationship of Bella and Edward and think, hmm, this needs more abuse? <laughs> it's a good one based on the Twilight yep. fan fiction that is the thing. Uh, which do you hate more, women or the English language? Mm, okay. It's a good one. 
Uh, and by the way, these are all hashtag hashtag Ask E L James, which is what she used yes, to find in order these. To, yeah. In order to, yep. Um. How about this? Do you ever get tired of blocking people on Twitter instead of addressing their legitimate concerns? Are you going to answer any of these questions, or do you need Stephanie Meyer to do a Twitter chat first? I'm not actually sure what that one means. Sure, you. I'm sure you Fifty Shades fans probably. Don't oh, know. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, are you as homophobic in real life as in your books? Asking for a friend. Uh, here's a good one. A lad once punched me on a night out. Does this mean he likes me? Should I have gotten his number? Hmm. Um. Are you aware that aside from all the concerns about rape and abuse, your novels are some of the worst garbage ever written? <laughs> um, let's see. Are you getting tendonitis from hitting the block button so often? Is there a safe word we can use to get you to stop writing such drivel? I really like that. That's one, one of my favorites. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, after the success of Grey, which is her new Fifty Shades of Grey book from the perspective of the male in the book as opposed as the perspective of the female. In other words, I need to write something new to make a lot of money and follow up with my contract, and I need a lot of money, and I have no more shitty ideas even, so let me rewrite the same the same book. book. Yeah. But with a twist. Yeah, so uh, this one says, after the success of Grey, have you considered retelling the story from the perspective of someone who can write? (laughs) (laughs) Another one of my favorites. Yeah, I I just like the ones that slamming her as being a shitty writer. And then, uh, I I need advice on making big romantic gesture. Should I put a GPS tracker in her phone and make threats if she tries to leave? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can Um, learn a lot from these books, apparently. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful. I love that there's a lot of the hate for her. Not because like I have any issue, honestly, with the subject matter of her book, because I haven't read it, so I can't make my own formulaic opinion. I, I've just heard, in general, she's just a poor writer. Yeah. Like, well, you know, it, and, and, and that, going on that alone, I'm I'm fine with. But yeah. I, I can't speak to the the misogyny and such in her books. I haven't read it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, exactly. Sure that, that's sure that's why I'm I'm laughing about the bad, pe- the individuals' reactions yeah. and the way they're reacting toward it. It's kind of like my reaction toward Twiddle. I just want to shit on something. Like I'll shit um, on her books for them being poorly written, but until I read them, I can't shit on the content. And for all I know, the people who are like, man, they're they're bad on women. They're probably fucking Christians or something who never have had outside of missionary sex any other kind of sex so maybe they're just prudes yep but maybe they are right i don't know and probably i'll never read yeah. them so i'll probably never formulate it and good i opinion. i can't i can't even imagine myself watching that goddamn movie which is supposed to be fucking worse just, just watch pds apparently porn. that's supposed to be more apparently poorly written <laughs> well, well apparently the, the the book was supposed to be i mean the, the movie was supposed to be even more poorly written than the book wow um but it did pretty well so what the fuck See, I just I don't want to speak about. But again, appara- that I, I said apparently because so. I don't know. I've never. I don't think but, we're going to offend anyone yeah. by even speaking shittily about the book's content. But I, without having read it, I just I don't know, and I don't even know if I trust the people who are saying it's not good. They may be off base yeah. based on my beliefs. I just I, I do, just I do like I the do quality. She's a bad writer, and I do like the quality of their shitting on her. It's it's actually oh, high pretty, quality yeah, shitting it's, it's, on her. It's good insult comedy, you know. Uh, you know that kind of thing. No, and apparently the, she can't take it because the one thing we. No, is true. She, she was blocking people everyone. when she didn't like what they were asking her. When it is ask me anything, so now if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that we have a slight infatuation with the media storm that surrounds Shia LaBeouf at any given moment, and yeah. he brings this on willingly. He's either a genius or mentally ill or a douche tard. 
I don't know where he lies on the spectrum. I, I would I would like to think that all. he's that based on some of the stuff that he's done, that he's intelligent enough to know what the media is going to circus around, and also doesn't necessarily care. So I think he's kind of thrown away the the uh, the big I'm going to be the most famous thing in the world kind of thing, and is now just kind of being himself and a little bit weird. Um, I, mean, I, I that, don't that, I, that I don't believe the mentally ill thing because he goes back into normalcy like. Pretty yeah, uh, pretty often. Not that mentally ill people can't go back and forth with bipolar, all that kind of well, thing. Well, the but, raw, but I think as far as I don't, I don't think he's necessarily gone just like crazy. I think he's fully aware of how the media's interpretation of him, and he kind of plays into it a little bit. Yeah, the Rob Cantor song of his was genius about Shia LaBeouf, the uh, the mass murderer with the axe and all that. Yep. And the the whole stage performance that was brilliant, that was beautiful. Yeah. And even that uh, that weird song he did early in the year, uh, Saya was the uh, artist. He yeah, did that he, controversial like, dance. He did some interpretive dance. He was wasn't he also he, in like a Sigur Rós video with somebody, or was that somebody else? I don't I know. If that, that was, was him. Yeah, but I remember there was controversy because in Saya's video, Elastic Heart, uh, he was dancing with a very 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 young girl doing interpretive dance. People saw it as being sexual. Um, I watched the video and I, I I honestly didn't see it except for the fact that interpretive dance is emoting. Um, I just I don't know. I think yeah. people are just a little too. Yeah, prudish. he was he was he was in a uh, Seguros video um, naked. I love Seguros. They're one of my favorite bands ever uh, in existence. So I was actually like I'm I got a little bit more uh, respect for him when he did that because that was another weird artsy thing. And it was even though it was a little bit too weird and artsy for me. But he was just you know he was wagging his dong around all over the place in the yeah. video. All right, uh, so what do you, what we have now, um, and we skipped uh, a good portion of Shia LaBeouf uh, social media the last couple weeks when he did those 30-second readings of students, uh, map of uh, what they write. They wrote, like, these monologues about success and life, and he read all of them on stage in front of a green screen for this school and allowed people to take the green screen and do whatever they wanted, and there's, like, a million of this one where he's going, do it! You gotta do it! And, That's like, cool. just talking about being motivated and just getting on with your life and jumping at chances, and it's, it's actually a good motivational speech the yeah. student wrote, but there's but some interesting to see what happens behind that green screen. And yeah. if you haven't seen these, go on YouTube and type in, I think it's like Shia LaBeouf green screen or Shia LaBeouf do it. Um, essentially, we're going to get are some of the best weird mashups of all pop culture you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, what we have here is Shia decided to go out and freestyle rap with a bunch of random folks in the middle of a park shirtless and I think under the and like al- any, effects of alcohol from the looks of it. Yeah, and, and like anything, um, you do something when you're somebody as famous as Shia LaBeouf and of course when the media is already going to be all over you anyway, any uh, dipshit with a cell phone is going to record anything you ever do. So in this case, of course, some dipshit, dipshit with a cell phone recorded it and uh, it went viral. So uh, here's some Shia LaBeouf. Uh, rapping in a park. And my shit is still dramatic, kid. Watch me and I'm flagrant. I give a fuck and I make it. Watch me, I'm the greatest. You can't stop me and I make it. Still breaking down potatoes like I'm fucking Galileo. I'm still up inside the sky like I'm fucking mashed potatoes. Making no sense and it don't really matter though. Eat any rapper like I'm eating tuna casserole. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, I still spit a bunch. Watch me, yo, watch I give a fuck. I still spit it cuz. Yo, I'm so cuzzed out. Cuz I'm from the loved out. Yeah, LA, you you can watch me and I bump out. I don't give a fuck. I'm still bumping about something and I'm so underground. The rap kids call me Tubman. Rare commodity. Rare commodity. The quality is what it's gotta be. And my philosophy is much farther than what your eyes can see. 
Half-ass cash, you could get the fast cash, but I got a gas mask, so you know I got the last laugh. Yeah, so, yeah. so there's that's, that's a... Shia. Shia doing his uh, the freestyle rapping and all that. Um, if any of you have been paying attention to some of the uh, updates on this uh, viral video, you would have maybe seen that um, it's uh, MC Pry the Honey Dark of Anomalies um, kind of went out there and was uh, accusing Shia of ripping off some of the uh, some of a verse from one of the songs of her group Anomalies, um, and we're actually going to we're actually going to go out on that um, uh, that song by Anomalies. It's actually uh, called Perfectionist. But uh, before we do that, I think we, do we want to spit out any more of the the usual uh, jibber jabber? Yeah, definitely the, the applesauce, the yeah, jabber walkie. Let's uh, let's tell people to go to Twitter to at the Lost at Home. Yep. And uh, uh, go to in the In Session Film uh, website, right? Uh, whatever that is, In Session Film dot com dot com. <laughs> That's how <laughs> websites work. They have dot coms after them. I don't want to make sure it was in because no, because ours is either Lost at Home dot com or Lost at Home Podcast or right. the Lost at Home. It seems like they got all the good handles for everything. They got. No, you can also uh, you can also go to Lost at Home Podcast dot com to yep. see the reviews on our page right. along with our uh, our audio and show notes and more. We do post a lot of stuff over there, yep. including their movie reviews now and links to their podcast. And uh, In Session can also be found on Twitter at In Session Film. And um, yeah, I think that's it for this week. I don't yeah. think there's anything else I want to I want to shout out. We have a store on our website at the top of the page in the menu bar. There's a, yeah, we kind of forget a, to, a to link mention called that store. It'd be great if 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 you want some you uh, some buy swag. some t-shirts and some shot glasses and some baby ones. Yeah, we we get we get a couple of bucks off of each purpose we uh, purchase. We intentionally uh, kept the prices pretty low so people would actually want to buy this stuff. Yeah, so, we literally get like a dollar per yeah, purchase. Yeah, but it, but it is nice to, you know, uh, we want our stuff out there, so we tried to price it about as low as possible while still making at least a dollar or two to make it worth us putting up. Um, also, so it helps it helps the show and also hopefully gets people wearing our stuff out there. Also, uh, make sure to look for us this fall um, at two different Comic-Cons. We will be at Vermont Comic-Con, mm-hmm. and I think we just finalized the deal. Uh, we're going back to ChaseCon this year. Yeah, I think so. We might even be part of a panel, and we actually might be appearing on a couple of podcasts here and there in the near future which we'll obviously tweet out so people know yeah, I don't want I don't really want to brag about those until they happen yeah, but we've been that's invited why I'm not mention on, specifically we've but, been invited yeah. on three other podcasts for different roles yeah uh, each one is kind of unique and that's why we chose to do them uh, we certainly get requests from other people to not only be on the show but to have us on their shows and we don't jump at everything we kind of look at who does what and we look for the quality behind them and uh, these are three people that we can get behind, so we uh, we decided yeah. to uh, do this. So as as those get closer, we'll be uh, tweeting those out and all that kind of stuff. I hope everybody had a, a good Fourth of July um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and, and um, uh, enjoy the anomalies. This is perfectionist. Um, listen at the forty five second mark, and uh, and uh, you'll actually hear the section of uh, lyrics that Shia LaBeouf ripped off at his two minute and twenty three mark. So here it is. Why you whooping the game if you ain't trying to be the best at it? Making this music less stagnant. A lot of y'all claim to be the best, but well, let's have it. Or oh, I'm blowing holes all up in your flows like mesh fabric. You loving the sound of your own voice. I hold mics like I'm pro-life. Leaving you no choice but to put it down now. Come to terms with your sloppiness. It's obvious. My past is what your hobby is. Got a strong hunger for making this song butter. You thought this was your call, but you dialed the wrong number. The sky's the limit, applying 110%. 
and remove the timid like removing old trends. Don't hate on me because I say giving them more than what they bargain for. And all the week retreat like they fleeing out of a project door. Setting the score, resting the short, I'm destined to soar. Less than each session, I reckon you want more of that rare commodity. The quality is what it's gotta be. Get my philosophy is much farther than what your eyes can we see. We the best in this. Close enough, don't cut it. Ain't no estimates. We perfectionists. We work hard for the money. But the question is, y'all work hard for y'all money? Perfectionists. We the best in this. Cause we know we ripping it, infinite like arithmetic Why you impotent? Every time that we deliver it, this is deliberate Break it down into increments for the ignorant Intricate, using my vocal cords to open doors Use a hopeless cause, leave you with a broken door Bring applause in cycles like menopause We perfectionists, got you open for more Since I first ripped it, my life has been immersed in this Now I know that I'm mad nice, and I'm a worse critic Every verse fitted with perseverance To outshine your whole tape with my guest appearance I doubt it, but I'm a pessimist Come get a glimpse how I make it look effortless Never in a hurry, cause it's all about the journey If you heard me, you the jury My words serve as my attorney You have fast cash, get the fast cash Need a rocket gas mask now See who got the last laugh And exposing the notion I'm hoping to find a closing to my question What's your question, Haley? Why is half an exception? Exception to the rules for half-assed Half-willing and half-able Halfway is not half of the bill of paid cable Frustrated cause I'm one of the last of the Mohicans Master of my craft ahead of the class without speaking Why? Cause I stay I'm a perfectionist, digging deep like the exorcist. The rest are not passing the buck. Show them the exit. We the best in this. Close enough, don't cut it. Ain't no estimates. We perfectionists. We work hard for the money. But the question is, y'all work hard for y'all money. Perfectionists. We the best in this. Close enough, don't cut it. Ain't no estimates. We perfectionists. We work hard for the money. But the question is, y'all work hard for y'all money. Perfectionists. We the best in this. Close enough, don't cut it. Ain't no estimates. We perfectionists. We work hard. Perfectionist. The anomalies crew we perfectionist. The athletic might be perfectionist.